The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. The traffic update from the text line. There's a car accident on 99th Street northbound at 39th Ave. Stay left. We'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon. Uh, you can text us traffic information anytime at 630-630. And again, the number right here into the studio is 496-0063. You want to hear a crazy Facebook story? Maybe not so crazy. Maybe it's so crazy it's brilliant. Yeah, this one I'm still trying to wrap. I am as well, but it's a good idea or a bad idea. I, yeah, well, you know, I, I I've formed an opinion, but but you okay. tell me you tell me yours uh, at six thirty six thirty. So we've all heard of um, revenge. Porn, I think they call it, yep. right? So uh, a couple in a relationship, uh, you know, agrees to take some naughty pictures and you think that you'll always be with this other person and then, wouldn't you know it, you break up and down the road, that individual puts those pictures up on the internet or blackmails you to get the pictures back mm-hmm. or, or perhaps... Um, you're not in a relationship. Perhaps somebody hacks in and gets them from you or whatever. And the obvious solution, aside from don't take pictures like that... Um, is there another solution to protect yourself? So Facebook is trying an idea. They're doing it in Australia mm-hmm. right now. And I know they've tried other ideas here in Canada, but this is a, a brand new one. So what they're suggesting is, and on the surface, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to like the idea, but hear me out. They're saying that the best way to fight revenge porn is to take those pictures that you don't want anyone else to get their mm-hmm. hands on and send them to Facebook. And right now you're going, what? Yeah, what? what? But hold on. But hang hang hold on. on. It, it, it actually, starts to make sense. It does. As you look at how it works, it starts to make sense. So you've got this picture and you send it to Facebook through Messenger. This is the idea. And basically you send it to yourself. So they're saying that there there isn't a staff at Facebook that's sitting there looking at your Messenger going, hey, uh, Shirley just sent up some pictures. It's uh, you know a computerized program that takes that picture and breaks it into zeros and ones and mm-hmm. hashtags and you know, whatever else. It comes up with some electronic signature for your picture and then that signature is kept on file so that if somebody else tries to upload the same picture, the signatures will match and they won't allow it. Yeah. So without anyone seeing it, um, without any anybody at Facebook uh, deciding whether or not you should have sent it to yourself, the picture will get yeah. blocked and it won't and nobody'll be able to post it they can't send yeah. it through messenger and again you're sending it you're not posting it and you're not providing it to them to store you're simply messaging it to yourself so every message on the internet whether it be a you know a words or pictures is broken into zeros and ones and they call know, it hashing it hashing it is what they call it right so what they're saying is that by doing it this way, nobody's seeing it. No human yeah. is seeing it, but there's now a record of it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I like the idea, and I think it's a great idea if it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. The question for me always will be, um, what if the hackers get into it? What if something at Facebook, there's a privacy breakdown there? What if, what if, what if? You have to have complete faith that... Um, 
that Facebook's got your back. But Facebook, and that's the thing. See, that's where it's sort of interesting. Facebook is saying, we don't have the picture. Okay, but but it gets, if someone goes into your... Right. If they went into your messaging, mm-hmm. if they were able to get hold of your messaging, but that hack would likely be at your computer level and not Facebook's. If... I mean, if somebody hacked all of Facebook messaging and was mm-hmm. able to see everyone's messages, sure, but then they'd still have to find your that one message in which you sent yourself that picture. And basically, I think the way it works is you send the picture to yourself, you can then delete the picture. It doesn't matter. The signature has yeah. been saved. So the picture hasn't been. So in other words, you're not putting it up on the cloud for somebody to break into or you're not you know, placing it among your photos, it doesn't even exist. Just the signature of that picture exists. And that makes it impossible for somebody to upload the exact same picture. It's a really interesting concept. The leap that people will have to take is not the breach that you just discussed. It's to convince people that that breach isn't possible. That's it. That's the leap. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. In putting it there, taking it from what you think is is the safety of your phone, which we know isn't safe, and, and putting it on there. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know. See, it's funny because I sign these days. You know, I sign contracts all the time. Um, whether I'm, it's an outbound contract to a comic I'm bringing in, or if it's a, cl- a customer that's hiring me to perform for them, I sign them electronically, digitally, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that signature has a certain pattern to it, and and uh, what do they call it? Hash. They've been. It's been hashed. So, it's my signature and only my signature. But the way that somebody somebody would have to compromise my computer to get that because it's stored at yeah. a secure location on my laptop, right? But it's not well, yeah, anywhere you think else. Well, we're doing that. I, you know, get if I get paid for something and it's just all online banking, take a picture of it, off it goes, right. and do it right. that way. Again, I think it's it's also the 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 sensitivity around, you know, the photo it's, itself. Well, that's just it, right? It, it's like saying, well, the best way to keep your neighbors from looking in your window is to keep the drapes open. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. So I, I can see the initial reaction being, no, I'm not doing that. But the folks at Facebook, if they were to take a look at your picture, they're not looking at the picture. They're just looking at a whole bunch of digital garbage Number, yeah. that represents that picture. So they're not, nobody... You know, somebody could break into Facebook with all the passwords and not find that picture. I mean, when you think about it, we trust all these sites with our credit card information. Absolutely. We charge them, you know, we, 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 we trust our government with our tax returns mm-hmm. online. I mean, there's so much information that's out there. But this, I guess, just is so personal that you just think, I don't want that picture to exist anywhere but on my laptop. Or my PC, or you know, yeah. my desktop. Well, yeah. So it's it's being tried. What in Australia right now? Not sure if it's going to be uh, wheeled out anywhere else yet. So we'll watch that and and see what's happening with that. Love this story today, and it kind of kind of goes, uh, you know, hand in hand. Uh, Sia, she's a she's a singer, you know, hugely popular mm-hmm. singer. Uh, paparazzi took a picture of her, one of those ones again from far, far away. I've seen the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, she 
she was walking away from the camera. She looks like she was at a pool or something doing whatever. And it's a it's it's a, a picture from her of her from behind. It, That's she's right. nude. She's nude. And of course, uh, paparazzi trying to sell this picture, trying to make money off of it. And so, what does she do? She says, "Okay, hey, you guys, you want you want this picture? Here, you can have it for free on Instagram." And she put it up on Instagram mm-hmm. again. I, I I'm not sure how she got that photo. Maybe she was blackmailed with it. They sent it to her. But she said, huh, I'm going to put it up on Instagram. There you go. It's my, it's my, took us from behind. Yeah. But shutting down their possibility of, of making money on it. And, you know, we've seen stars handle this all in, in different ways. Some of them are like, oh, it's not mine. My, my took us is cuter. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, say, right, take it to the courts. Or, like, in this case, just saying, yeah, okay, I'll put it up there. I don't really care. Yeah, take away the prize, yeah. It's funny because you've seen this sort of thing before. A lot of celebrities, particularly, obviously, that's who these people believe have the money to pay the ransom uh, or who they believe they have a market for. There's lots of people who'd like to see a specific celebrity or whatever. Um, Some of them just take the attitude of, well, that wasn't me. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, just deny, deny, deny. Or some take the obvious attitude, which is indignation that somebody would violate their privacy like that, which I completely agree with. There's just, you know, there's just some scummy people out there. And I know, again, off the top of the conversation about Facebook's trial run in Australia, before the first person texted it, I said, I know you people are going to say we shouldn't take those pictures, right? But... You know, it's up to an individual if they want to take those pictures or not. There's a an implied trust that the various mm-hmm. you know websites and mm-hmm. will protect your privacy, right? But we've seen time and time again where they don't. And it's amazing who doesn't, by the way. I mentioned CRA. CRA got hacked. How okay. ridiculous is that? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Sony got hacked. I mean, there's just who hasn't gotten hacked at some point. Your only hope is they don't find your account. Mm-hmm. Your only hope is that there's so many millions of accounts that they won't bother with yours. There was a story in the city here not too long. Oh, not too long ago, the past couple of years. Gosh, ah, it's twinging in the back of my head here. But someone did that. You know, um, someone was. Uh, what's the word again? Um, Hacked? No. What? Um, they were being held. Ransom? They were yeah. being blackmailed? Yeah, sorry. They were being being blackmailed and, went and just said, okay, well, tough. I'm going to go straight to the to the police and tell them about it. And yeah, then the story comes out and it's often made public. So that's the part yeah. that you have to deal uh, with it. Um, but it got shut down very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just the world we live in, right? I, I, when I think about, even aside from, I mean, I don't have any pictures, then nobody's blackmailing me to get them, right? That's just not our thing. But I certainly have correspondence I don't want people to find. I have, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't necessarily want people to know the history of my browsing. There, But all that, you know what I mean? Like all that information though is, is out there mm-hmm. and... There's so much trust, and you see it. It's funny when you're in your 50s, you you trust nothing. But when you're in your 20s, and I can only imagine when those those millennials, when they're in their 50s, the level of trust is unbelievable. That, oh, no, 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 only my friends can see it. Or, no, 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 I sent it just to this person. You know, whether it be texting or, or posting or Instagram, whatever it is, all these... 18 pluses just don't see the significance of what 
the potential yeah. harm is. Yeah. You know. Well, and, and and switching back to the to the paparazzi people again, I can remember when the pictures of um, the Duchess of Cambridge, um, Kate Middleton, came out. Her and um, William, I think they were on their honeymoon, or they were they they were vacationing somewhere, and she was um, she was sunbathing topless, and and he was also putting some sunscreen on her back and all That's you know, right. that sort of yep. stuff. And I remember watching whether it was a sixty minutes uh, show or some show that showed how far away those lenses can shoot from. Like you're talking like a couple of miles away in some oh, cases. Yeah. And they actually this woman, she was a reporter and she was on one side of like the Hudson River in New York. That's right. And they were on the other and zooming in, you could see it but it was it, it was mind boggling. But I guess that's what they that's their tools of their job. But, yeah. you know, when you think that you're in, a, in, in your safe spot or in a, in a secluded spot or a place where you should expect some sort of privacy mm-hmm. and then that privacly is broken? Or, or is it any, any more that we just can't expect to have privacy no matter where we are? Well, you know, nobody would be doing that if there wasn't a market for the pictures because mm-hmm. that's the other that's side right. of it too, right? You've got, you've got magazines and... Yep. And magazines will buy them because the people who read the magazines Mm -hmm. want to see them. So there's a demand, right? Then I don't know how you get rid of the demand. As long as there's demand. I'm I'm not sure you ever will get rid of the demand because people are always nosy and want to see it. Well, it's like... uh, Oh, my goodness. Kate Millichan with no top. Right. I mean, there's a reason why prostitution is the oldest business in the world. Because there's... The demand's always been there. Right, and the, no matter what you do to, to govern it, uh, police it, um, try and move it, it's always there mm-hmm. because the demand's always there. So until the demand's gone, that'll be there, and that's the same with these pictures. And that's the reason, and that's the thing too. Like I often think that people who hack into systems are looking for something, but they'll take whatever they find. Mm-hmm. Right, like you, you know, you hack into whatever to get everybody's social insurance number or their visa number, or you know, but you happen to come across a, a whole stash of pictures. Who was that? Uh, you, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Jennifer Lawrence, yeah, huge, you yep. know, huge star. And um, yeah, there's some pictures to her, you know, long time then then boyfriend, and someone uh, snitched them all, stole them all, and then tried to sell them. Mm-hmm. She oh she was mad. But <laughs> I'm she, sure she but was. You know what she what I loved about what she said though. Um, where did it go? What oh here it is. It was this newspaper article. It was this. She one. said, "Just because I'm a public figure, exactly. just, just because I'm an actress, does not mean that I asked for this. It does not mean yeah. that it comes with the territory. It's my body, and it should be my choice. And the fact that there that it is not my choice is absolutely yeah. disgusting. I can't believe that we even live in the kind of in this kind of world. It is not a scandal. It is a sex crime. It's a sexual violation. It's disgusting. The law needs to be changed." And we need to change it. Yeah, and I agree with her on that one. I agree with her on that one. Uh, it's 3.20 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Going up to 
24 on the 6.30 Chad afternoon news. It's Jay Lynn and Andrew on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Oilers winning uh, last night. They play again tomorrow night. The uh, no, the City Ford Faceoff show will get underway at 3.30. Uh, puck drop at 5 o'clock. There you go. Then they play again on Saturday, Saturday morning, November 11th, which is Remembrance Day. Um, the City Ford Faceoff show there gets underway at 9.30 and the the um, the puck drops at 11 o'clock, but there will be two minutes of silence. There will be, you know, course right across the, the country marking uh, Remembrance Day with two minutes of silence at that point. Um, lots of Remembrance Day services going on across the city. If you want to go to one, you know, West Edmonton Mall always holds ones. There's one uh, downtown outside the the uh, city sanitaire, the city sanitaire. Um, lots of the the Kingsway Legion usually has one out there as well. And then the big one at the Butter Dome, which starts. You should probably be in your seat no later than about quarter after ten. It how will. Does, how does it the Butter will, Dome one? Work? It will start at ten thirty. Do you have to buy tickets or anything to oh, it? Oh gosh, no. You just. Show up. You just show up. Um, and it's been great over the past number of years. We've had thousands upon thousands of people show up for it. It's inside. So, and I know some people like to go to the outdoor ceremonies and some people want to go to an indoor ceremony. There's a huge, you know, kind of military display as as well. A lot of, um, you know, from from all of the, um, the, uh, the, squ- the squadrons and regiments uh, from uh, the base are all represented there along with EPS, the fire, um, RCMP, now. Uh, uh, past and present. We have all the Cubs and the, mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts and stuff like that too. So, But that's going to start at 10.30. Global Television will be airing it for the first time um, this year, which will, which is great. So you can watch mm-hmm. it uh, if you can't make it down there as well. Now, um, we have a special guest coming up uh, on, on the show every year at ceremonies. Um, we have someone who lays uh, a wreath on behalf of the Silver Cross families. Silver Cross families are someone, you know... Um, someone who lost a family Someone who's member. lost a family yep. member. Um, used to be known as the Memorial Cross. Mm-hmm. It's been changed to the Silver Cross. So our Silver Cross family is going to join us right after the 3.30 News. Okay. So Rebecca Bulger is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about, uh, about her story, taking a look uh, back at that. But again, if you get a chance, get out to a Remembrance Day service, or you can watch it. Uh, you can watch it on TV this year uh, as well. And I know, you know, the big um, the big service out of Ottawa is always aired. I'm a little disappointed to hear that the Prime Minister. Not a little disappointed. That I'm, I'm a lot disappointed that the Prime Minister is not going to be at that. He's not. No, he's not. He's uh, he's, well, he's, tra- still overseas. he's traveling overseas. But to me, it's just. Hmm. Uh, I find it. Um, Inappropriate. I, uh, I I know he was at a ceremony marking the hundredth anniversary of uh, Passchendaele earlier this week, and they did that today at the um, at the Alberta Legislature as well. But I think the Prime Minister should be there. I understand that there is um, there are trips and all that sort of things that need to be taken. But on Remembrance Day, I think he should be here at the National War Memorial. I feel it probably inappropriate that the Prime Minister is using a fundraiser who's got Cayman Island uh, bank accounts too. Might as well look into that as well. 3.30 News with Brenton Dreger up next. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 6.30 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station.
As we uh, mentioned before the break, Remembrance Day is this Saturday, November 11th. is a time for reflection for many of us, but especially those who have lost someone in war. Now, the Silver Cross, which is also known as the Memorial Cross, was first authorized in 1919, and it was given to mothers and widows of Canadian soldiers and sailors who lost their lives in active service. The Silver Cross is still awarded, and traditionally at Remembrance Day services, a Silver Cross recipient will lay a wreath on behalf of those who have lost a loved one in the line of duty. This year at the Remembrance Day service at the Butter Dome, Rebecca Bulger will lay a wreath in memory of her husband, Nick, who was killed in Afghanistan in 2009. She will be joined by their daughters, Brooklyn and uh, Elizabeth. Rebecca joins us in studio this afternoon. Rebecca, thanks for coming in and, and, and talking to us about this. It's got to be an emotional time for you. Uh, absolutely, and thank you so much for um, <laughs> letting me have this opportunity to come down and to talk to you guys and to everybody else who's listening. Tell us about Nick. Oh, Nick Bolger. <laughs> um, quite a guy. Um, great sense of humor, the type of person that was always willing to help someone. It didn't matter if he knew them or if he didn't know them or whatever the case may be. He was always there. He wanted to make people smile. He loved children. Um, He loved to work out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What else can I say about him? He was a great, great father. He loved being a dad. He was so excited both times when I told him that we were expecting Brooklyn and Elizabeth. Mm To the point where with Elizabeth, I was in the bathtub and I looked over and I seen the positive stick and I was like, oh my God, we're going through this again. So I called him up and he came upstairs and I said, we're going to have another baby. And he was so excited and he's like, oh my God, Angel. And he jumped right into the bathtub with me and he was like shaking me and just with joy and excitement and the days that they were born and every time that he had his moments with him, that he just, he just soaked everything up. Um, He was very passionate about being a Canadian soldier and he supported this mission and he wanted to be there. He wanted to make a difference. He And he believed he was making a difference he did. and that the mission was making a difference. Absolutely. He said that, you know, like just walking down the streets and seeing the smiles on the kids' faces, he's like, that's what did it for me. So You say he wanted to be there. Did you want him to be there? Um Well <laughs> you know what? I supported him with everything that he did. Um even if it was for him to go away and be away from Brooklyn, Elizabeth, and I, it was, that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. You support them, you know, and with the support that we give at home, it gives them the strength that they need while they're away. Um, not only just family, but friends and everybody. There's so much support that they need when they go over there. And it was hard. It was long. There's some days that were difficult. It well, was we often, I was sorry, Jay, we often talk about the sacrifice that men mm-hmm. and women make who are in uniform, but we often forget to talk about the sacrifice made by the family and friends of those men and women in uniform. You really sign up as a family, don't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, Absolutely. you're undertaking to be away from your spouse for long periods of time. You worry about their safety, of course, uh, the children, you know, explaining to them where they are and, and yeah. what they're doing. It is. It is a. It's a family unity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, it is the children, um, the spouses that are behind. That um, that's part of 
you know, um, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, it's part of the deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of the deal. Rebecca Bulger joining us in studio this afternoon. Rebecca is our Silver Cross, and I hate a recipient award. Silver Cross widow, and that that sounds. It, Silver Cross recipient. Recipient, yeah. Um, um, and um, Rebecca's husband Nick was with the Third Battalion. Yep. Um, and was on his first tour of duty in Afghanistan. It was uh, in 2009. Yeah. He was about to come home. He was three weeks away from coming home yep. uh, when the accident, well, the accident, not an accident, it was an IED. Mm-hmm. Um, he was assigned, he was a part of the protection, the security detail for then Brigadier General John Vance, who is now the Chief of Defense Staff. Yep. Their vehicle went through. Uh, this area, um, and the vehicle that Nick was in was about 15 meters behind and hit that IED, and Nick died. Five others were killed. Not five others were injured, Injured. my apologies. Five others were injured. And I remember reading that, um, you know, his mom got the phone call saying that he was injured and then learning later that he that he passed away. Do you go back to that moment um, and this time of year? Is it a, is it something that is in your head a lot, those moments that you that you relive? I know it's a, a tough question, but do you relive that moment, that phone call, that, that moment when that knock came on your door? Because that's the thing that nobody ever dreams is going to happen. Absolutely. Um... I probably speak for most people that November 1st, when it hits that day, it's just all of these emotions come back. Yes, we relive those moments, those moments of having those, you know, that knock on the door um, and hearing the news that your loved one is is not here anymore the moments that lead up to that you can kind of remember because you can't remember everything because everything's just a big fog. You know, them, you know, going to the airport, coming back home, you know, seeing them in their coffin, um, the funeral services and stuff like that. It's everything comes back to you. You look at all these pictures and I, I adore and I love seeing pictures of Nick because it shows myself and my daughters and Nick's family and friends that he's never forgotten that yes, he did make that ultimate sacrifice. And when I share stories of him, it's because I want people to remember Nick, not just another Canadian soldier, Mm -hmm. but he was a family man. And that during this time, I know all of us get very emotional. You know, we just, we can't help it. And it's not just the families of the Fallens. These are other people that are current serving members, veterans, that they think about their fallen comrades, ones that were left behind. This is a difficult time for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, we love seeing that so many people are going out to these Remembrance Day ceremonies because it's the support that we need and to show our loved ones and our current serving members and retired ones and families of the Fallen that we are here to support them. So it is definitely, I'd say, almost like two weeks of remembrance. And And when you're asked uh, to lay a wreath at the Butter Dome, what emotions does that bring back? Is this a chapter of your life 
that you don't want to have to go through those emotions again? Or is it an honor to be asked? I mean... It's an honor to be asked. Um, It is difficult, obviously, because those emotions and everything come back again. But when I think about going there, um, I also go there because if Nick was here, he would be here. Mm -hmm. He would be at that Remembrance Day ceremony. Well, maybe not the butter room, but he would be at one with pride, shined up medals, you know, (laughs) pins all straightened and stuff like that. And he can't be here. So for myself and Brooklyn Elizabeth to stand up to support him and to lay that reef, yes, it's difficult, but we're doing it for him and for the other families. Rebecca, the girls were uh, four and two when uh, when Nick died. How are you keeping the memory of, of him alive with your girls? I mean, it's I mean, I've said this to you before. You, the, the girls just have to look into the mirror yeah. and, and see their <laughs> see their dad. But how how do you keep their memory alive or keep his memory alive with with them? Well. We do have stories. I got tons of stories. And it just seems like Brooklyn and Elizabeth, they they have little personality traits of Nick. So when they come up, I'm like, oh, well, I got a story for you. So we like to do things like that and certain traditions that Nick had. We definitely like to share into these things like birthdays. He liked to have chocolate chip pancakes <laughs> with strawberries and whipping cream and oh, sparkles. That sounds great. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we try to make sure that we do all these sort of little things like an orange in in the stocking with mm-hmm. a Toberlone bar or mm-hmm. that he had to have red and white and patience in the <laughs> summertime, right? Those are things that we keep up because that's part of who he was. And, you know, we do have pictures and we have times and on his birthday we celebrate and we make his favorite dish and stuff. And um, the girls know that he's not forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very much loved. And, and the love for the family is, is huge. You know, big support from them, too. That must be difficult when dealing with children, though, to have them understand why he made the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely. It's, it's really hard. Um, searching to try to think of the right things to say to your child that was age appropriate mm-hmm. to comfort them at the same time when you're grieving and you protect them from yeah. probably intrusion and in, in media people wanting requests and Abs- yeah it's just it's hard it's you don't know if you're you're sane or doing the right thing it's you try to search out information and you know trying to find um, books or tools or you know just anything Rebecca if you don't know if you're sane or doing the right things yeah you're sane <laughs> and doing the right things. <laughs> I don't know there's so many times over the years I'm like I don't know like it's it's hard and as they they get older mm-hmm. you deal with other issues that come about so it's not just dealing with a four-year-old and you know when I have two-year-old when this happens as they get older they have access to media mm-hmm. they have the access mm-hmm. to research this information yeah. and you know with that being said then you have to 
almost constantly go through it again to try to find the right words and the things to say to them, to comfort them. And as they go into teenage years, Yikes. <laughs> hmm. Rebecca Bulger joining us in studio. Um, she's the widow of Corporal Nick Bulger. He was the 121st yes. soldier, uh, Canadian soldier to die in Afghanistan. She is laying the silver cross wreath at the Butterdome ceremony on Saturday. We'll continue our conversation right after this. Bulger joining us in studio this afternoon. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, the widow of Corporal Nick Bulger, who died in Afghanistan in 2009. A couple of texts for you, Rebecca, that have come in. Um, this one says, uh, what a guest. Nicky was a, Nick was a lucky guy. <laughs> and uh, from Trevor, says to your guest, thank you so much for your husband's service to our country, and I'm sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you continue to hear that um, when you show up on, on Saturday to lay that wreath. As we mentioned, the girls are going to be there. It's It's been seven, eight years past eight now. What have you told the girls? Because they've not done this before. What have you told the girls about about this part of the the ceremony and, and, and the importance of it? Um, Brooklyn Elizabeth understand the importance of Remembrance Day um, and laying a wreath. So to them, they're also honoured to be there. Um, to take part in the Butter Dome. They've never done it before. Um, <laughs> trying to prepare them, I don't know. I think it's just, they didn't, they seemed ready. They seemed ready for this. You know, when I said this is, this is an idea of what we're gonna do and they were like, yes, mm-hmm. I wanna do it. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna do it. And we do it as a team and as a family. Mm-hmm. Nick was clearly a very strong individual who married a very strong individual. I think <laughs> I think your kids are going to be just fine. I hope so. That's, I think that's every parent thing, you know, wish to make sure that they turn out okay and, you know, take these experiences of life and, um, and turn it into something positive and to make them... I want to say strong, but they Mm -hmm. already are strong Mm -hmm. little girls. For anyone, and nobody has asked, but I'll ask for those who have not texted and asked. um, I can remember being in grade seven and learning about the Second World War and asking my history teacher, why do we dwell on this? Why? Why? And she said, so we don't repeat it. Um, When you when you talk about the support from families and how important it is for you all to get together at the Butter Dome, why is it you want everyone to know of your sacrifice? Why is it you want that to continue? Well, it's not just my sacrifice. It's all of those that have fallen. It's their sacrifice. And yes, that they're heroes, but the people that are still serving and have served, they're heroes too. And it's important to support them and teach our children, it's not just another day. It's an important day. 
It's and it's and you know we've been talking about how more millennials are coming out to ceremonies now than ever before, and I think it's really important that that continue and grow because the support you're talking about among family and friends needs to extend to all Canadians when it comes to those who serve Canada in in any way, whether they successfully returned from tour or did not. It, it very well said on your part that. You know, a Remembrance Day, we often think about those we've lost, but it's equally, in my mind, important to remember those that continue to serve or have served or will serve. Mm-hmm. And certainly the families that, that keep on And the families who sacrifice as a result Absolutely. of that service, yeah. Yep. Rebecca, before we let you go here, is there anything that you want folks to know about, anything more about, about Nick, about, um, you know, the, the military, that, that, that tour in Afghanistan, about Remembrance Day? Big question. <laughs> it is a really big question. Um, I just hope that everybody takes that moment at 11 o'clock to reflect, to remember continue doing it. Oh, it's a hard one. <laughs> it's not that it's hard. It's trying to put it into words. Um, I think you did just fine, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. You did just fine. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for sharing your story. I know um, it's not it's not easy at times, and especially at emotional time of year, but I know that you're also very passionate about um, making sure Nick's legacy lives on and the legacy of all of those who have passed, who have served, lives on. So thank you for that. Thank you, guys, very much. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.